Welcome to the Luxury Listing Specialist Podcast with Michael Lafito, where top luxury agents reveal their best practices, plus interviews with real estate industry influencers, thought leaders, and luxury marketing experts. You'll come away from each episode with new strategies and tactics to dominate high-end homes in any market. And now for the latest episode of Luxury Listing Specialist, here's your host, luxury real estate expert, coach and trainer, Michael Lafito. Welcome back to another episode of the Luxury Listing Specialist podcast. I'm your host, Michael Lafito, and you're in the right spot if you're an agent, you're a team leader, you're a broker owner, you're newer to the business, or you're a seasoned veteran, and you're looking for a nugget, something that you can implement to differentiate yourself. If your goal is to increase your average sale price and differentiate yourself from the other 1.5 plus million realtors out there, then you're listening to the right podcast. Do me a favor before I introduce our speaker. If you are a repeat listener and you haven't left us a review, please do so. That's how we get some traction. I don't get paid to bring on our guests. They don't get paid. Uh, The highest compliment I could receive is a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, et cetera. So please do so if you haven't done so. And if you have a question for our guest or you have a question for me, don't forget our email is michael at marketingluxurygroup.com, michael at marketingluxurygroup.com. And I want to make sure you're aware of our new series we just launched called Luxury Fridays, where each Friday we're streaming live on multiple platforms, but if you go to luxuryfridays.com and you click on that first button, it'll take you over to our link to our Friday live stream on YouTube where we bring on guests. You might be a great guest. If you have something that you're doing that's different, unique, you have a success story and you wanna brag a little bit or ask a question, please do so. Go to luxuryfridays.com. And I'm gonna bring my guest on right now. I've known her for some time and consider her a friend. She's excellent at what she does. And uh, from time to time, we bring on various guests. I always look at it, I use the word voids and specialist. So I try to bring on specialists or, or, or guests that maybe fill a void in a niche or specific topic we haven't talked on. Sometimes I'll bring on strategic partners, whether they be a lead generation platform, technology platform, something along those lines. Well, today's guest is a licensed agent in the state of Minnesota, and she's doing some amazing things. She incorporates video. She incorporates humor into her video, her family, and even goats. And I'll let her tell you about that, even goats into her marketing. But without uh, without any further ado, I want to bring in Noelle Nielsen uh, out of Minnesota. How are you doing, Noelle? I'm good, Michael. Thanks for having me today. <laughs> oh, you're absolutely. Uh, thank you. And you you actually joined us at the time of this recording on our Luxury Fridays and contributed a little bit as well. So I want to thank you for that. Yeah, of course. Anytime. So tell everybody a little bit about you, how long you've been list, uh, you've been licensed for and your your previous profession and fast forward to everybody till today. Yeah, sure. So I have been a licensed agent coming up on eight years now. And it's easy for me to remember because I was pregnant with my third baby when I got my license. And so every time she has a birthday, so does my real estate license. Um, and so I, I actually came into this industry with a really unusual background for real estate. I started my career as an attorney and got, actually got into real estate law 
It is not what I thought I was going to do as a lawyer. When I went to law school, I thought I was going to um, solve the problems of the world. And really, real estate law is nothing about that. Although, you know, you can have neighborly disputes that maybe you're helping somebody with. Um, but I ended up kind of during the time of the downturn of the real estate market for me was really the uptick of my legal profession. And I was working with title companies and banks on all of the foreclosures and all of that stuff. And so I, I started doing that. Um, if you know my personality, you will realize why that was not a great fit for me. It was very dry and my personality is not dry. And so I um, left to, to do wedding photography, which most people are like, wait, what? Record scratch sound play right Needle. there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I left um, and started a wedding photography business. And at, during law school, I really had started doing photography as sort of a creative outlet. I was really bored in law school. It was not um, as creative as I wanted to be. And so I started doing it as just a pastime. And it turned into more of a lucrative opportunity for me than being a lawyer. So I left to do that and did that for about seven years and really built up quite a book of business. Most of my clients actually were um, attorneys or people that were coming from the legal field that were getting married. And so they were having fairly fancy weddings. And um, I started getting into a higher and higher niche of my wedding photography market. And at one point I was photographing a professional athlete's wedding, which was kind of you know, the creme of creme de la creme of weddings and where I thought I wanted to be. And I was sitting on this party bus, um, very pregnant and found myself wondering what was next. I just felt like it wasn't the end all be all for me and my career. And honestly, as a photographer, it's a very physical job. And I just knew that I wouldn't be able to do that for forever. So I actually that week signed up for my real estate um, license and, and started going to the classes. And segue into what I'm here for is, you know, luxury, all things luxury, real estate and whatnot. My luxury book of wedding clients sort of transitioned with me into my real estate career. Now it took me a while to get those clients to stop calling me about doing photo shoots and to start calling me about listing their homes. And in order to get them to transition their mindset around my transition, I had to start being very vocal and public about what I was doing. And I used my social media to do that. So I started using my social media to advertise myself as a realtor instead of a photographer. And that's really when things started taking off for me. So I started using my cameras um, and instead of filming other people, I ended up turning it back on myself and started posting that stuff. So. So that's a, that's a great story. So you were three different, you're in your third career here, um, you know, which is, I, you know, I have somebody that just signed up for our designation training uh, that we're doing at the time we air this, it might be in the, in the rear view mirror, but we do our live trainings all across the country. And as you mentioned, you came to our Napa, maybe you mentioned earlier, maybe it was on the live stream, but uh, Noel mm -hmm. attended our Napa live training where we had 70 agents from 19 states represented. Uh, we did that at a winery, AXR winery, 
and we followed it up recently. Uh, at, we've done several events in between, but recently we were in Denver and you attended that. So tell everybody a little bit about your big takeaways, your nuggets from, from the trainings, and um, which will carry into kind of our discussion for today. Yeah. So when I went to those trainings, I wanted to go for a couple of reasons. One, I wanted to go and hear all of your amazing tips and tricks, which has been um, really inspirational for me. And in part, just giving me confidence that what I have been doing is actually the right thing, right? Sometimes we need to just see somebody else teach it and explain it. And you might look back on yourself and think, gosh, I really am doing some of these things right. You know? And then two, the, the networking at these events too is fantastic. So many great agents. Um, Michael's got a really good poll with who he brings in to attend these events. And um, part of that is he hosts them in super fun locations And, you know, it's always beneficial to go and learn and take away, like he said, a couple of nuggets. Like if you go and you just go home with a couple of nuggets for yourself and you actually also implement those nuggets, you you know, what one of them I'm, I'm, you can't see this on the podcast, but actually within reach of my hand that I came home with is his video marketing book. And I've had this on my desk since coming home and I'm not going to put it away until I go through and resource some of these for myself. Um, So, you know, you do need to take home some nugget and actually apply it. Um, But I've gone to several of them now. And like Michael said, we've known each other for a while and I'm always um, looking to what he's doing and uh, taking some of that, turning it into my own thing and using it in my own market. So, so I appreciate you joining us again. We got Noel Nielsen. Uh, she's on her third career, so to speak. Um, real estate attorney, wedding photographer, top real estate agent, team leader. Uh, and really, I want to share this story because we have listeners thinking about real estate. We have newer agents. We have agents that, quite honestly have doubts in their head, right? I call them limiting beliefs. I have a gentleman coming this way. I I asked you to talk about the the two designation events because we have one coming up in Texas and I have a guy that's probably my age up, you know, mid thirties. And he, (laughs) he said to me, he goes, you know, I I committed, I signed up. And honestly, he goes, I thought I was almost too far gone into my career. And when I say far gone, like too old in my career, too, too much a veteran to, to start going after the high-end property. So he's in the Austin market. You know, he sells a lot of real estate in that 500 to 800,000, occasionally million dollar. And he said, honestly, I want to focus more on those million dollars. And then I could refer to team members, those five to eight hundreds. And so one of the things that we teach agents is to, to diversify the portfolio of homes you represent. So as you're driving, as you're listening to this podcast, whatever it's, the date is that you're listening to this, think back over the last year, how many homes you've sold. So let's just keep it simple. Let's just say you've sold 20 homes over the last year. I would have you do a little research, do a little homework, and then put those 20 homes into the four following buckets. How many of those 20 homes were in, let's start with average for your given market, what the average price point is for your market. You can grab that data from there's a lot of statistics out there from title companies, lenders, your real estate board can provide that. 
So out of those 20 homes that you sold over the last year, as you're listening to this, maybe you sold 53, doesn't matter. Figure out how many homes you've sold, how many of those fell into the average price point bucket for your given market. The homes that are less than the average, significantly less, so I call those starter or entry level. How many of those 20 or 53 homes that you sold were in the entry level? So those are the first two buckets. You got entry level starter home bucket number one. You got average bucket number two. The third bucket is what I call high-end homes that are two times the average sale price for your given market. So how many did you sell over last year that are in the high-end bucket? And then the, the luxury bucket, bucket number four, is we define luxury homes as three times that average sale price. Even in short sales or foreclosures, they fall into those four buckets. Now, rentals, that, that I didn't mention, that might be a different bucket. Uh, but the four primary buckets are starter or entry level, average price point, high end, and luxury. And so I told this to Chad. I said, Chad, listen, it's not too late. You know, look at Colonel Sanders and, and look at all these successful people in their 60s. They made it. And this gentleman wasn't in his 60s. So it's never too late. Noel, you know a young lady that that attended the event, not in Napa, but in Denver, Valerie from California. You know, she, she's I never guess a woman's age, Mike, so I'm not going to guess an age, but she's obviously on the tail end of her career, not on the entry side. But man, she's hungry. She networks. She puts herself out there. And so that's inspiring. And I teach that. I say that all the time. You're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. If you hang out with nine top producers, you're bound to be the 10th. Hi, it's Michael Lafito here with a quick break from the podcast. If you are committed to increasing your average sale price and you want to work smarter, not harder, then you want to visit LuxuryListingSpecials.com for more information on the Lux designation along with some free resources. And now let's get back to the show. Noel, what would you like to add to that for anybody that is is having second doubts. Maybe they, they got into real estate. They haven't had the success that they wanted. You know, as a former athlete, you know, you work out, I join Orange Theory, you see results, maybe not as fast as you want in real estate. You can work really hard, but not be as successful as you want. So what would you say from an inspiring standpoint for anybody that just got into real estate because they joined a new career? Yeah, so I just um, heard this quote the other day of stop lamenting over the life that you thought you were supposed to have and start living living the one that you've been given, right? And so I think for anybody that almost all realtors are in some second, third, fourth career within real estate, right? Um, I actually had another career before I even went to law school that I didn't even talk about today. So this is actually my fourth. It's actually my fourth career. Um, and I, for me, are oh, you not even going to share with I, me? You're not even going to share with me. Well, so I was a headhunter. <laughs> I was a headhunter before I went to law school and I worked in human resources and, and did all of that. But okay. um, I, uh, from and that does play into some of what I do now, you know, even looking for clients and figuring out ways to get online and and um, attracting people to, you know, work with you as an agent, there is some element to that and you have to figure out. So depending on what your career was before, 
use that to your benefit. I don't care what it was. I don't really care what it was. For some reason, if you were drawn into real estate, there is a way for you to use that background. You know, take, take an engineer who is the exact opposite of my personality, right? An engineer, when you think of a typical engineer, you're going to think of somebody that is way analytical, um, you know, on a disc personality profile scale, scale, very high C generally. An engineer could go into a listing and play to that side of their personality in a much different way than I could go in and play to my marketing side. And so you just need to know and have that confidence level, like Michael described earlier, about who you are and what you can offer to your clients and never feel like it's too late to get into something. If you want to go for that, go for that. You know, you know, uh, somebody that has had a seasoned career within real estate, you have a big time leg up on a new agent coming in just saying, hey, I'm going to just start selling luxury. You have all the level of experience behind you that those new agents don't even have. So take that and play that into your favor. Go to some of the clients that you've had that have been on the higher end uh, scale and get testimonials from them. You don't need to put what their house sold for exactly, but you know, you have to fake it till you make it. So if you want to get into luxury, you do need to take all of the things that you have and all the skill set that you've developed for yourself and put that into your own marketing pamphlet for yourself. Figure out what is it about you? Why should one of those luxury agent or luxury listings hire you? Why should those sellers hire you? And you might have to pull in people around you you know, people from your life that know you really well to get their opinion of like, hey, you know me, what would you say about me? Like, why would you say that someone should use me as a realtor? If you can't creatively think of that on your own, don't hesitate to reach out to the people around you and ask them for their input in order to start making some of those marketing materials for yourself. Hmm. That's very inspiring. I appreciate that. And and that's that's what we're trying to do here on our podcast, having various guests, various guests, various messages. Again, we're doing this on Luxury Fridays. Go to luxuryfridays.com if you want to join our live stream each Friday. We do a live stream on our YouTube and several other channels, luxuryfridays.com. But you know, we've had a guest on previously where she had $50 left to her name and she went to our class and she just landed a $5 million listing and she had never listed or sold anything above $500,000 and she got a $5 million listing. So you know, believing in yourself, um, not, you know, we all have doubts, but talk to me about what do you do to build yourself up, Noel, when, when you have kids and you have a farm and you got 56 goats to take care of and it's cold. And <laughs> you know, to talk to me about your mental toughness. I, I, I'm always intrigued. Yeah. What do people do as a mom, as a wife? I mean, you get, you get a lot of, right. A lot of needs you got to. Yeah. Well, now I just don't care. I mean, part of it for me now is I am so confident in what I can do for a client or who I am, what I can do for, um, you know, the people that are around me that I don't really care what other people think. Like if they don't like the fact that I have goats, great. I'm not the agent for them. I had some friends that did this campaign not that long ago of reasons why you shouldn't hire me as your agent. Right. And that sounds a little counterintuitive, but when you think about it from that perspective, 
um, you actually start crafting marketing material around yourself and your ideal client. And so, you know, if somebody doesn't like goats or doesn't want to have anything to do with somebody that has a farm, great. I'm not the agent for them. Um, when I first pulled up to one of my very first luxury listings, I've told this, I think, story for you before, Michael, but I pulled yes. up in a, oh. in a Honda minivan. I pulled up in a Honda minivan and my client came out and he did turn into my client, wasn't my client at that time, but he came out and he saw what I was driving and um, saw all the car seats in the minivan because we had three of car seats. All three of them were three under three at that time. And he came out and said, wow, I never thought that my realtor would be driving a minivan. And it's one of those things that I think a lot of people are trying to get into luxury. They like have this feeling of the stigma that they have to be driving the fancy car. They have to have the certain look. Um, you know, on one of the last uh, luxury listings I closed on, I actually did this post about, um, I, I put my farm boots next to a very fancy pair of high heels. And I did a whole post about how would the people that hired me the builders, I, I represented these fancy builders in this big development. Would they have hired me if I had been wearing my farm boots to that listing appointment, right? Would they have hired me still? Could my personality have sold them and won them over? And the builder actually saw the post and it was a woman builder. And she wrote back, you bet your, you bet your boots, I would have still hired you, right? Because you need to be confident about who you are. When that guy came out and said that thing to me about my minivan, I used some self-deprecating humor and um, showed him all of the highlights of why my minivan was way better than his tiny little Maserati that was parked in the garage that he couldn't even fit more than one other person in. And so, and you know, that's one of those things too. I think Michael, um, you and I sort of connected online um, because I started teasing you about one of your luxury listings saying, how many goats could you fit in that front yard? Yeah. You know? And like, and, and highlighting things, you know, I think our human mind, when we think about luxury, we have like some thing in our minds, uh, someone yesterday on my, uh, somebody on Facebook posted the most expensive home in the U S market to ever be listed. I don't know if you saw this, but yeah, it's like in California. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. And there was all these luxury pictures and, you know, it has like a river pool thing that goes around the house. And of course I took that listing and I shared it on my feet and it said, I don't know, for me, there's not enough room for goats in the yard. I've, I've taken something that most people would think is like anti-luxury and turned it into a marketing opportunity for myself. Now, when I got my goats, that was not my plan, but that's what mm -hmm. I do. You need to take things, you know, if you're, if you're down on yourself or you're feeling like you just can't compete, what is it about yourself that you feel like you can't compete and take that actually and turn that into a marketing opportunity, make that the differentiator for yourself. Um, and that's, I love doing that with people, you know, and if you ha don't have people around you that can help you find what is your differentiating factor, well, then you need to get outside of your network and find someone that can help you with that. Yeah. I love that. Great, great advice. Great advice. And that's what we want. We want to inspire you. Here we are in early 2022. It doesn't matter what date, what day of the week, how much sleep you have. Um, you know, one of the things I, I, I believe mind over matter. So no matter how much sleep you had, you know, what kind, what's your dealt, you got to wake up and say, you know what, sometimes the dog poops on that carpeting, you wake up and, you know, you just got to get past it. You can't focus on things. You know, when my, my son 
would struggle with some things we talked about talked about shifting you got to be able to shift your your mind you got to trick your mind into something else and what you focus on expands and if you focus on you know positive thoughts or something that you can transition you out of your frustration it will expand so that's really important and that's really the goal of today's training uh, today's podcast i wanted to have noel on she literally moved two hours back to her hometown, but didn't really know a whole lot of people. Tell people a little bit about that. So recently you moved during the pandemic. You had some roots back to where you moved, but tell everybody about mm-hmm. um, what, what, what you're doing uh, now. Yeah. So I moved two hours outside of my market and um, on a whim, you know, just like the real estate market is today, even a year and a half ago, it was one of those situations where we had a tight turnaround time. A, a home came up. We realized that that was the house for us. It was our five-year plan, but it happened overnight, way sooner than we thought it was going to. And so we just kind of picked up our lives and moved. And luckily, um, you know, within real estate, you are your own boss. You can be flexible. That's the ultimate goal. And I think a lot of times in real estate, we get so tied down to our local market that we can't even make a move for ourselves if we want to, right? The freedom that we thought we were gaining when we went and got our real estate licenses, we've now lost because we're so tied to that market and those clients within that market. And um, for a while, it was a little bit of a sacrifice. I did drive back to the market that I would just I just left and I would stay in a hotel sometimes overnight in order to get um, showings and stuff done. I still had builders in that market when I moved that I had to um, kind of close out those developments and line up a team really to stay and manage that market in the Twin Cities, which is where I was from. And now my goal is I'm transitioning into a new market. And I've already kind of done this because when I started in my, um, real estate career, I had to convince all of these people around me that I was a realtor there. And so I started doing some of that stuff already the first time. So now this is my second time doing this in a new market. And the second time around, it's much easier. I already know I'm going to join the chambers. I'm going to get a physical office space there because for me, that is important to be rooted within the community, be taken seriously. I'm going to be um, networking with, there's a a business leadership group. I've been going on coffees with a lot of the really well-known, established agents in the area just to hear what they have to say, what they have to say about their brokers, what they have to say about their community that they're a part of. Um, And just networking. Networking for me is honestly how I got into luxury and it's how I'll stay in luxury. If you're not a fan of networking, the luxury market might be kind of hard for you. You know, everybody that is in luxury, um, for the most part, they are pretty talented at networking. That's the one thing. And if, if that is really hard for you, then you need to f- figure out areas for yourself that you can get comfortable networking. Or maybe you need to bring in a business partner to network with you at those opportunities. I think, was it Michael that you said that you always recommend having a, a guy and a girl perspective sometimes to go out to yeah, listings so, or yeah so I recommend yeah. especially in those uncomfortable price points that you don't have a track record not necessarily from a safety and security standpoint so I'm not talking about you know meeting a buyer for the first time I'm talking you're going on a big time high-end trophy listing 
you know, and you don't necessarily have the experience, you know, if you're a female, bring a male. If you're a male, bring a female. If you're a younger agent, bring a more experienced agent. If you're an experienced agent, bring a younger agent. So showing up differently, right? And uh, their strength in numbers, your confidence uh, is there. You know, you could tell that, you know, that new agent not to say anything, but but, uh, but maybe take some notes and sub subliminal messages to that seller might be, wow, that young guy must be good with tech or with video or, you know, or or that that older agent must have the experience in luxury or, or those clientele. And so, you know, that that's really, um, I thought that was an important, not necessarily that point because you brought it up, but I thought that was an important point to bring up as far as you and and and, and not starting over, but going to a new market. Um, so that's really kind of the theme of today is a new career and you're newer to real estate, you know, some words of advice as well as, hey, maybe you're newer to a market. What, what can you do to network and get yourself out there and join the chambers and join the networking groups and 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 build relationships, relationships, relationships. You know, I've said time and time again, shy real estate agents have skinny kids. You can't be shy in this industry. You got to be able to have communication <laughs> and, and pass out your business card and let people know what you do. And, and um, you know, good things will happen from that. So, Noel, if somebody's got a referral, they want to hear more about Minnesota, they because, you know, you're building a, a great little brand up there. What's the best way for them to, to get in touch with you? Yeah, you can find me very easily on social media. You can uh, find me at noelletheminnesotan.com or um, actually not.com, noelletheminnesotan on my Instagram or on my um, Facebook. I am actually launching a brand new brand. So if you go to this website, it might not exist quite yet, but it's going to be minnesotan.com. You can also email me at noelletminnesotan.com. Um, and so I just want to make it as easy for people to find me as possible. And that's one thing that you should always think about when you're creating a marketing name for yourself. How easy is it for people to find you? If they're looking for you, how do they find you? And I'm Noelle the Minnesotan. That's a great point, right? People are going to Google you. They're going to look you up. And that's a whole nother topic. We could talk about your branding, your marketing, your strength, weakness, opportunity, threat, your SWOT analysis. But keep it simple. Um, so Noelle, great content. I love having you on. Appreciate everything you're doing for the industry. Yeah, thank you. You're, you're welcome. All right, guys, just a reminder, you have any questions, shoot me an email, michael at marketingluxurygroup.com, michael at marketingluxurygroup. If you have a guest, you have a topic you want us to cover, please let us know. Join us on Fridays, each Friday. Go to luxuryfridays.com, luxuryfridays. And if you want to hear a little bit more about us and what we're building and our brand, feel free to reach out to me. We're in all 50 states, <clears throat> excuse me, and over 25 countries. And if you get value from this podcast, please leave us a like, leave us a comment on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and continue to raise the bar. That's what I'm going to leave you with. Continue to raise the bar in your neighborhood, on your street, in your house, uh, in, your, in your kid's playground, at, at at the PTA meetings, whatever it is, make somebody's day and continue to raise the bar. My name is Michael Lafito. You guys have been great. Until next time, prove them wrong. Take care, everybody. 